Hello, podcast fans. This is Falcon Paladin coming to you with a Falcon Paladin hour. And with me, as always, is my friend from Down Under. His name is Wade. And how are things today, Mr. Wade? Things are nice and sunny. That's what I hear. That's what I hear is going on in the Southern Hemisphere right now. Nice and sunny, just as we're starting to cool off here in the Northern Hemisphere. Today is nice and sunny. Oh. Yeah, no, it was two days ago. It was low 30 degrees, I think, which is like high 90s for you guys. Yes, that sounds nice. No, no, that was uncomfortable. Low 90s is uncomfortable? I kind of like it. I mean, that's that's hot. Yeah, it is. I, I like everything to be around... It's like 22 here, so I don't know, 80, 75? Yeah, okay, 75 is ideal, obviously, but... I mean... I don't know. I think part of me is cold-blooded. I think I have lizard's blood running through my veins because when there's heat, I am alive. And when there's cold, I just shut down. So well, That's fair enough, then. That is that. But it was fairly nice today. It was rainy over the weekend. It was rainy and cold and gross. Uh, but today it cleared up. The sun came out in the afternoon. And my wife and I put together a trampoline for the children in the backyard. Oh. A nice round one, but doesn't have the safety net. This is very important. I mean, I understand that the concept of the safety net is safety. It's kind of right there in the name. But I grew up with a trampoline at the house that I, you know, I grew up in. I was there with my eight siblings. We jumped every single day. Nobody ever broke a limb. There were a couple sprained ankles, but nothing super serious or anything like that. And it didn't have a net. And so I just kind of see the net as, well, what if a kid gets their finger tangled in it and a finger gets ripped off? Or what if a toe gets caught in it and then suddenly something's really awkward and their ankle breaks? And these are the things that just go through my mind when I see those nets. So the fact that we're able to get one without a net was a major bonus. I'm very pleased. I see that kind of stuff, but for the entire trampoline in general. Yeah. <laughs> it's what if they jump up really high, but don't land on the net, like on the trampoline? They just die. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I hear stories a lot of people that do flips and break their necks or people that step on another kid and break on a leg. And it apparently is super dangerous for everybody on the planet except for my personal experience, which kind of throws it off. So I'm hoping my kids will be all right. We did have a trampoline for a couple of years there, but then uh, a bunch of the springs broke and there was a giant hole in the middle and the pad was just terrible. So we threw that one out and it took us a while to find a new one, but we did. And I have to tell you, man, my arm muscles and like my pecs are super sore from just tensing up and getting that real, that core pull into those springs to hook them onto the mat. It is, it is a workout. So just a heads up, if you ever want to install a trampoline for entertainment for yourself and your roommates, it is quite a workout. Or if you just can't afford the gym membership this month. Right, that's true. Find someone who's installing a trampoline, offer your services. No, no, no. Just buy a trampoline. And then when you can't afford gym, you set it up, you pack it down. You set it up, you pack it down. Oh my gosh, that's brilliant. I know, eh? That is a brilliant, super cheap workout. I mean, it's, it depends. We got this trampoline for free because somebody was actually giving it away. Which we think has something to do with the fact when we went to pick up the trampoline, there was a sign on the gate for that home that said, no children allowed in the backyard unless there is a waiver signed by their legal guardian. And I said, oh, <laughs> this is one of those Someone houses. Like that. Yeah, 
Yes, I think someone broke their leg there and then sued this family. Oh, that's awful. And they said trampolines out or just giving it away. This is not worth the trouble. And so we have it now. So I'm sure it's not cursed or anything. Sure. <laughs> that's how that works. 100% not cursed. Definitely not cursed. Yes. No. no, not at all. So you've also recently made a fairly important and large purchase. I wouldn't call it large or important, mm. but it's mm. just as deadly. <laughs> okay. I bought a crossbow that f- a crossbow. A crossbow that fits in the palm of your hand. Oh my gosh. You're going to kill so many people with this crossbow. It fires toothpicks. Did you could kill people with a toothpick fired from a crossbow? And it does have a laser pointer sight on it. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that part. It has a laser pointer. Oh, that, okay. I need video of this in action. I need you to have your roommate video you shooting like a balloon with your laser-sided toothpick crossbow. I, I, I can work on that. <laughs> All right. Excellent. That's your homework for this week. Oh, I don't have it yet. Like It's in, it's in shipping. That's your homework in a month. How long is it in shipping for? I don't know. Um, I got it off a website called MassDrop, which does like group deals, and it's like if fifteen people will buy this, we'll knock five bucks off the price. And so oh. it sets up like you know people have a month to buy, right? And then yeah. after that, we work with the distributor or whatever, and they get shipped out like a month after that or something. But what if not enough people sign up? Does it just get canceled? Yeah. Oh. So there's a chance this could get cancelled? Uh, no, when I joined it, there were enough people buying it already. Like, okay, good. There was like there's... a minimum of 10, so it wasn't hard. But they're still waiting... Uh, yeah, I think it's still available for purchase. Okay. So soon, 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 soon. is the end date. And Because I, I have an account with the, the website, I accidentally had it shipped to my dad's address. <laughs> Someone who oh. has a penchant for firing things at other people. <laughs> He does. Like elastic bands and stuff. We don't own any guns, but... Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. But, but Tell me more about this shooting. But he would thoroughly enjoy something like this. <laughs> so what he's going to do is he's going to take it. Entirely possible. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm on board. I mean, you could get one as well if you wanted um, yeah, no, maybe. You've got small kids. Let's not. I've got small kids who already have an implement of death around the house. So we're just going to roll with it. We're going to roll with that for now. No toothpick eye shootings because that's what would happen, right? Right. Yeah. The first time my, my boy shot the other boy with the crossbow toothpick, it would get him right in the eye. Probably. 100%. I mean, if you've got Guaranteed. that laser sight, it's like plus 10 to firing from the hip, right? Yep. Yeah. So naturally. don't even have to really aim it necessarily. Mm. And it goes forty nine point two feet at max. Oh my goodness! How are the aerodynamics on that thing? It can't be great. I, I wouldn't imagine so. But I mean, it's firing toothpicks. Have a little fletching on it. <laughs> well, no, it fires toothpicks that you put in your mouth. It's not like we, they made yeah. toothpicks and put made them look like tiny little crossbow bolts. Like it also says it can fire matchsticks and other small projectiles. So I feel like you could build your own little arrows with heads on them and fletching on the back and increase the accuracy by about 80%. I mean, that thought had crossed my mind. Excellent. So I need a, I need a full report on how accurate you can get this thing from 45 feet. Okay, estimated ship date is the 5th of October, so... Oh, man, that's far out. 
I mean, what is it? Ten days? About that, yeah. Eleven days? Mm. Mm. Mm, fine. I guess in a month of podcasts, we'll finally know. So people have to turn in for at least another four episodes. It is a pretty good tease. Got to admit. Mm. Mm. All right. So I have a lot of stories about my kids. We're gonna move on to my kids' gambling addiction. Yes. Uh, you may think I'm kidding. Like kids can't have gambling addictions. Oh, oh, if only you knew. So in my city, there is a place called the Nickelcade, which is kind of like an arcade, but everything is a nickel or two nickels instead of a quarter. So it's a good place to go. So my kids love to go there. I mean, it started with my oldest. He's a huge fan. And now here's the thing. Half of it is just arcade games. You play Cruising USA. You play Turtles in Time. Um, you play, I mean, it has like an old gauntlet game in there too. They've got some of the newer like snowboarding or not snowboarding, snowmobiling like riding right. type virtual games that are a lot of fun. Jurassic Park in there too. You shoot dinosaurs. So I mean, there's a lot of stuff. But the other half is gambling. The other half are those games where you put your money in, you press the button, the ball drops, and there's this spinning wheel. And wherever the ball drops and lands, you get a certain number of tickets or it increases the bonus or whatever. There's those ones. Are they playing roulette? Basically, yeah. It's wherever the ball lands is a particular type of thing. And usually it's like one ticket, right? So you just spent a nickel or two on a ticket, cash value 0. 0.0004 cents. Right. But my kids love them. There's other ones where you drop nickels in and then it has like a dump truck that is filled with nickels. And if you put your nickels in and you time it correctly, it kind of pushes nickels out of the dump truck and the more nickels get pulled off or pushed off, the more tickets you get. There's just innumerable ways you can earn tickets by spending nickels. Mm. And then you can use the tickets to purchase cheap Chinese crap, like a blow-up Spider-Man for 3,000 tickets, or a really terrible quality yo-yo for 150 tickets, or a you know, little Halloween spider ring for five tickets. It's kind of all over the place, and it's just the biggest ripoff of all time. And every time, I'm like, dude, you just spent $10 worth of nickels to get 86 cents worth of prize. Why, are we, why do we keep doing this? And they always come back and say, but dad, it's fun. It's so fun. And I'm like, all right, it's the gambling aspect. It's they don't know what's going to happen. They're risking something. And when they win, it's a big dopamine hit. And they're so excited. And they're just chasing that hit. Because that's what happened a couple of times. The kids have gotten the super huge payoff where it is legitimately 900 tickets. And they just keep coming and coming and coming. The tickets keep spilling out of the machine. And it's just an exciting moment. And they want to do that again, and that's why they keep coming back. It is a gambling trap for six-year-olds. Yeah, uh, we have very similar stuff here in Australia. For instance, uh, the nearest like arcade to me is Playtime in like a shopping center not too far from where I work, and you can win tickets and you can exchange them for like you know ten tickets buys you an eraser or like a bouncy ball or something. Yeah, but exactly. If you get like. 80,000 tickets, you can get a PlayStation 4. <laughs> right. Right. Um, which, 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 would which be... will take you four and a half months and $673. Right. But yeah. Yeah. But the one time where I was actually okay with this is when I was in Melbourne two years ago at this point for the Penny Arcade Expo. And yeah. Twitch had an after party, like on the Friday night. It was like, hey, come to the PAX after party. All you need is a badge to get in. 
Nice. And I had a three-day badge. So, you know, I went. Essentially, when you walked in, they gave you like a little credit card thing where you just, normally what you do is you give them 20 bucks, they give you a credit card with $20 worth of value and you just swipe it on like, you know, the time crisis machine and you play. Yes. They gave us everyone cards and when you swiped it, it said six hours remaining. So you just wow. had unlimited play on anything for six hours. That's fun. That's a great idea. It's a brilliant idea, especially when they still let the machines spit out tickets. Excellent. Free tickets, essentially. Essentially. So, so. Uh, I met some League of Legends pro gamers there who knew how to farm one of the machines for tickets. Which one? Uh, it's one where it's kind of like a big TV laying down. And you have to like use a little cannon or something to shoot fish. I had never seen it before. Like <laughs> okay, uh, a fish TV shooting game. Got it. I might still have photos somewhere that I'll try and find. But it was it's like an underwater pirate game or something, and it's very simple. You just have to shoot certain fish, and it would un- it would give you like ten thousand tickets. Nice. So they had it timed. Yeah, and like they knew how to just do it perfectly. You know, you turn around and people are still winning the random jackpots and people are just going up with massive garbage bags full of tickets to the, <laughs> to the thing being like, can you run this through a machine and, you know, find out how much it is? Uh, Twitch had like exclusive merch there and that you could exchange it for too. I think it was like 15,000 tickets got your hoodie or you could buy the plastic wow. crap if you wanted it. So this is the story where... Wade got a PlayStation 4. This is the story of where Wade did not get anything. Oh. No. Bummer. Um, no, but I made, I made a friend there. Like, I, I bumped into someone and we, you know, started talking and, you know, we've been friends for a while. So, you know, I still remember the night of free arcade game. I mean, I think I'd rather have a hoodie, honestly. <laughs> Would you trade <laughs> me for a hoodie? <laughs> well, not you, but oh. some of my friends. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> It's getting cold, man. A nice hoodie would be great. Okay. It's hard to argue with that. It's hard to argue with that. Maybe we should it sell is. some hoodies with like the podcast logo on. Ooh, yeah. That'd be good. Mm. If there's any interest, let me know. <laughs> Tweet at us, Falcon Paladin and AT Somicron <laughs> on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Honestly, how quiet you guys are is kind of freaking me out. Like no one's tweeted about this. No one's emailing about it. I assume that means we're doing just doing a bang up job here. Even though nobody's actually listening and it's just bots that show up on the RSS feed. Oh, it could be just bots. It could be oh, bots. Now I'm depressed. I for one welcome our new bot overlords. Now I'm de- So speaking of depression and our bot overlords, let's talk about augmented reality. Sure. All right. So I saw this video on Reddit last week and apparently it's, I mean, nine or ten months old. It's not new. Mm by any stretch but it's just uh it's a video the interpretation of what augmented reality will be like by someone who's really good at you know cgi and stuff like that so we'll have a link to it in the show notes if you want to watch it for yourself it's what is it three or four minutes long six six minutes long not crazy long not a crazy time investment but uh bottom line is it's take every (laughs) pop-up and every browser add-on your grandparents have ever downloaded on their computer (laughs) and now that's always in your field of vision wherever you are so it's a first person view someone's i think they start out on the street right on the start out on the street they start on the bus yeah and they're playing a little game and they get a phone call and they keep trying to like swipe away the phone call but it just keeps coming back while they play what looks like whack-a-mole cross plants versus zombies (laughs) 
Yeah. It actually looked kind of fun. Uh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so bottom line, it's just a complete bombardment of information. You've got phone calls coming in. You have uh, basically the vision of this future, of this augmented reality, is that you generate uh, loyalty points by buying certain products or riding the bus or really everything you do, we can generate these loyalty points, everything you do is tracked by these corporations, right? And so it keeps track of that stuff. Um, and it's also this person has a job as essentially a task rabbit, mm. which is that a is that a thing you're familiar with? Uh, I understand the concept by the name, but okay. we don't have things like that here, I don't believe. Yeah, so it's more in big cities, but the concept is that you basically put yourself up as someone, I'm willing to go get your laundry from the laundromat, I'm willing to pick up some food for you, I'm willing to come in and build a bookshelf that you're struggling with, I'm available to do anything that you need me to do. Here are my areas of expertise, and then you get paid based on those jobs. And so that's what this person was. They're basically a task rabbit. Um, they're picking up something. They're getting, uh, they're doing food shopping for somebody who is paying them to do that job. And yeah, it's just a constant assault of sound and visuals mm. and weird music and like casino jackpot sounds coming in through this person's experience, the first person experience. And then they're in the supermarket and the interface goes down. Mm. They get hacked. There is some level throughout the video that's trying to tell you that the system that they have is not 100% secure. Foreign entities are affecting this person's systems. Yes, saying that if this is where we're going, there's also a threat mm. that comes along with it. So you have to be, you know, we just have to be wary of this. So he's in the supermarket or she's in the supermarket, whoever this person is, and things are being lit up. Things that are on sale are highlighted as being available. You have a little navigation path that shows you where you need to go to pick up the items that are on your list. You can pick up a little virtual pet to come with you on your shopping cart while you're doing your shopping. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on and then suddenly it goes down because of this hack or whatever's going on and suddenly the person's standing in a supermarket, it's gray, it's boring, you can hear a child crying in the aisle next over, and reality is just this, you know, you, why should you have to pay for good lighting in your store? Why do you have to pay for good signage in your store if everybody coming in just has this augmented reality that makes it look like whatever they want it mm. to look like? So it introduced a lot of crazy concepts it made me think a lot about where augmented reality could be going. At the very start of the video, you kind of get the feeling that this person does not like their life. Uh, mm. Partly on yes. the fact that she's playing a game while ignoring a, a call from her motivational coach or inspirational co coach. It's like, <laughs> no, I don't want that. <laughs> and then immediately when she takes the call and she's pondering, why did I study to be a teacher? And I'm now fetching someone's groceries. Like that's, yes. that's where she was going. And you see her on Google asking, who am I? And it just displays a profile with three friends. And it's mm -hmm. like, this is your entire life summed up by Google. That is awful to show someone this is the sum total of your life. It was like three friends and here's how much loyalty you've accrued with this bus company. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that was all... <laughs> And then, then it gives her the option, like, she goes, can I reset my identity? And it's like, well, sure, you can, but you'll lose all your loyalty points. And she wants to start over, but she cares too much about the points. Right. It's the gamification of life. Mm. 
which is another thing that it brings to the forefront here. I mean, it's it is crazy going nuts. I also watched another augmented reality video that was part of the same Reddit thread mm. where it shows a dude in a very bland apartment. There's like a couch, there's a table, and it's just blank walls everywhere else, basically. And he's lying kind of prone on the ground with his arms out and he's balancing and you can't see anything. He's just doing this on his own living room floor. And then it turns out he's wearing, he's got these, they're basically contact lenses that give him an augmented reality and he's skydiving, right? He's skydiving in his own living room as far as he can tell. Uh, Then he gets, yeah, so then he gets a call from someone and he's able to take that through the augmented reality lenses and to him... It's a beautiful apartment. There are plants everywhere. There's beautiful art. There's a nice large television that projects things when he wants to watch that. There's a wall just full of trophies and achievements that he's made. And it's like, yeah, like why would you have to spend a lot on decoration if you just have the ability to change your visual reality to whatever you want it to be? I mean, it's it just seems so dangerous. But at the same time, there's a lot of promise there, too. If they, if anywhere in a video game I get the chance to personalize and decorate, I can spend hours doing that. Right. The ability to just have unlimited freedom there at a very low cost is very appealing to many people. So, yeah, I can see something like this being good for some people because there are people out there who will go out and spend half their paycheck on, you know, a fancy coat or something instead yep. of the food that they need <laughs> or gambling in arcades and... Yeah, and if you can get just a bare-bones apartment with nothing really in it and it's crappy cinder block walls, but it doesn't matter because that's not what you see, yeah, there's a lot of potential to help people with lower incomes to have maybe a better standard of living, but it's fake, so does it count? Like, <laughs> I don't know. These are questions I think we're going to have to come up to terms with sooner rather than later. That's the thing about all of these estimates and all of these projections of what's going to happen is usually they're not 100 percent spot on and we don't know truly what's going to happen until it happens and then we can kind of try to adjust to the reality but it's not something we can prepare for in advance by any stretch very true Mm. so there's your depressing augmented reality story of the week i'm sad now your your life will be a never-ending stream of pop-up ads and getting (laughs) traded for hoodies (laughs) (laughs) ah depressing podcast that's what we'll name this one yeah (laughs) depression all right do we want to have our rick and morty discussion for the week uh yeah let's all right excellent so this is where i try to figure out what episode you just watched (laughs) it's not the one i just watched it's the one before that falcon you got this thing you got this what is it you got this i can't the order with which they come out are not working very well for me right now. Just think back. Thinking back. Think. Oh, is it Tales from the Citadel? No, we did that one. <laughs> no, we did that one already. We did that one already. Ah, <laughs> uh, that. Oh, that's right. You liked that one. I did like that one. You did. So it's. Uh, do you like the show? Because you can't remember oh, what episode you watched a week ago. No, I can't. I don't know what they are in order. <laughs> do, you wa- do, you, do you go back and watch them all again like every time a new episode Some, better start from season one again Some sometimes honestly <laughs> <laughs> morty's mind blowers it's like a clip show of stuff you haven't seen before yeah i believe is what rick said yes that is a direct quote i believe yes 
And we're going to do this instead of interdimensional cable. It's another thing. That's a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm glad because they did interdimensional cable twice already and I didn't like it either time. So. Right. So that's good. It was good for the Wades mm. of the world. Yes. That it's not. Um, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of feel like the first one was great. The second one wasn't as good. So the third one I was not looking forward to, honestly. So I was glad they didn't do it too. I was with you there. So this is Morty's Mind Blowers. Concept being, there are times when Morty sees something or experiences something he wants to forget because it's making him insane, which is a fairly believable conceit, right? Yeah. I mean, if Morty's going all over the universe in different dimensions, he's, what, a 15, 14-year-old kid? Something like that. He's not equipped to experience and see most of the stuff that he sees. So if there is a way to remove those thoughts from his head at his request, sometimes, then... <laughs> then I think that makes a lot of sense that that's something that would, um, that would happen. Hmm. So before we go too much further into discussion about this episode, it's time to play Can Falcon Correctly Guess Whether Wade Liked This Episode or Not? Drum roll. Drum roll, please. I'm going to go with... No! Wade did not like this episode. You are sadly mistaken. Oh! Well, no, I'm happily mistaken, because it means you liked the episode, and I'm happy about that. <laughs> okay, fine. It's a mixed bag. It is. I'll take it. I'll take mixed bag. All right, great. So let's start off with you telling me why you liked this episode. What was it? I don't know. I just liked the interaction between Rick and Morty in this episode. I thought it hmm. was really good. Like, the conceit is believable that Rick, uh, that Rick would wipe his mind, or that Morty would want his mind wiped in certain situations. Rick says this has happened before. See how they're not covered in dust? I was like, yeah, I could imagine this happening multiple <laughs> times. And I just loved the idea of it, especially when it's Rick doesn't have a sorting system, but he does. And it's like, yeah, Rick f***s up sometimes. Yeah, what does he say? He says, what, I don't have a color coding system. What am I, a European like stuffed animal or something? I don't know what it was. What was the line? You've seen this more recently. I mean, I saw it like four days ago. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's in the quotes section on IMDb. What? No. Oh, no, it's Dude. not. Anyway, somebody. The basic concept is he just denies the fact that he has a sorting system, but he does. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I love that you just kind of come to terms with this fact, and then it expands to being Rick is a giant piece of crap because mm. not only does he erase the things that Morty requests that he erase but also the times that Morty beats him in checkers <laughs> yes. and the times that Rick says take it for granted <laughs> instead of taken for granted <laughs> I don't know why I love that I love that was my favorite memory it's like yeah we take it for granted <laughs> wait did you just say granite taken for granted yeah taken for, for granted <laughs> it's taken for granted with a d and then Morty tries to rip on him. What are you, some kind of, some kind of rock person? <laughs> it's like the worst <laughs> rip ever. But Rick's like, I cannot stand for this. <laughs> uh, and then the times that the family's been terrible to Morty. Mm. Oh, so sad. Mm. The one, <laughs> the one where the alien has Summer and Morty like tied up, and Beth's there, and he's like, "You must choose, Beth." Summer. And she's like, Summer! I choose Summer! Summer. <laughs> she doesn't even... <laughs> so, like, at its... I don't know. At first blush, that seems real, real bad news, but somebody made the point that she knows there are essentially infinite Mortys. Mm. 
she knows that there are a hundred million Mortys out there. She doesn't know how many summers there are. And so if she needs to replace a Morty, it seems more feasible. I mean, I think it's just as feasible to replace either of them. I don't know. I kind of feel like there are more Mortys than Summers, but I guess... I mean, there's definitely been more Mortys in this show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen infinite more Mortys than Summers for sure. We've seen, like, what? Two Summers? Three, maybe? Three, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It does make me wonder, what world are they on? Like, what number of we have to pack up and leave this world, like, this universe? Because of the squirrels. Oh, my squirrels. gosh, the squirrels. <laughs> the squirrels. <laughs> Like we might have a possible do little on us. <laughs> and then and then the one squirrel's like, little boy, we'll give you wishes if you can hear us. <laughs> I'm half tempted to take an audio clip of that and set it as like my message tone on my phone. Because <laughs> it's just given with perfect delivery. <laughs> and Morty may be an idiot, but he is not that much of an idiot. Not even close. <laughs> Oh, man. That little boy, he's staring at us. So what? He's a kid. He's staring at us like he can understand what we're saying. And Morty's like, oh, crap. (laughs) (laughs) And then you expect Rick to be like, dude, whatever. It's just squirrels. But he's like, oh, no. (laughs) You really screwed it up. (laughs) We have to change realities. Pack your stuff. Let's go. Because the squirrels are on to you. It's like he can get blind drunk and set up a sword like arena while defeating a guy whose name is Destroyer of Worlds. But but he can't deal with the squirrels. Nope. The squirrels are bad news, man. I mean, there are lots of them. Yes. I was actually going to Google how many squirrels are in existence. Millions, I would wager. Well, there's more hundred, more than 200 squirrel species okay. in the world, which is crazy talk. Mm. Let's see if anybody actually has an answer for you. What is your estimate? How many squirrels there are in the world? Uh, approximately three times the human population. 21 billion squirrels. That's a lot of squirrels. I love that there's a website called Squirrel Census. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hang on. Is it a squirrel? What? Centers? Census. I'll send you a link. Censors. Oh, to like keep them out of your yard and stuff? Census. Oh, census. Got it. Wow, look at that. (laughs) Land of a thousand squirrels. (laughs) Science. Science. Storytelling. (laughs) What is happening? What is this? It's an urban science and storytelling project focusing on the Eastern Grey his pals, and his mortal enemies. Oh my gosh, what is this? We have accepted congratulations. We have fist-fought people. We've made hats and t-shirts and videos and music and posters. We have saved the planet, but we still have work to do. Wow. I love that when you scroll down, there's a giant bubble that says, yes, this is real. (laughs) (laughs) We used a... Formula popularized by Wagen Fligger, best known for recording the Great Squirrel Migration of 1968. This is amazing. Where's your information? View the report. View the report. (laughs) (laughs) Just need numbers, man. I don't need your recordings of what squirrels sound like. This is a pretty well put together website, though. It's not bad. Mm. No, I can't find any. Just like, here's how many numbers. (laughs) 
No. Well, there's uh there's this poster of composite squirrel data, but you can't read it. It's not big enough. It's not in a high enough resolution to be read. So that's a bad sign. Data. Yeah, there we go. Data. <laughs> How many are there, you jerks? <laughs> Another common question. How do you know that you're not counting the same squirrel? Oh, that's an excellent question. What's their answer? Before answering this question, it's interesting to note the, the concern or, with which this question is often asked. This is a world where all kinds of atrocities are committed, and even in the context of counting squirrels, there are plenty of reasons to express unease. The census team wondered, for instances, if the same people were so worried about a squirrel being counted twice with the same concern when they passed squirrel roadkill. Oh my gosh. That's their answer? I mean, it keeps going. It's right. Like, it's a wolf. Trying to snowball you with too much information. So you forget the initial question. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrels died and it's important. How dare you ask if we count them twice? And then you feel bad and walk away. That's the plan. I mean, all it's right, going to work. I'm going to read all this. I'm going to go with three squirrels for every person on Earth. That seems fair. That seems accurate. It does. And considering there are places on Earth there are no squirrels, like deserts and like winter climates and stuff. So that means that the the population density is even higher in the places where they do exist. Yeah. So yeah, I mean honestly, if all the squirrels in my city decided to come take me out, I'm sure they could. Like there's no way I could stop them, I don't think. I mean, squirrels are pretty small. And uh -huh. you're in America, you guys have guns. <laughs> Yeah, but just it's sheer numbers is the problem. It's not like... Would you be willing to bet you don't have more bullets than there are squirrels? I, mm, I definitely don't have more bullets than there are squirrels. Well, not you personally, but I mean, think oh. about it like this. You All you have to do is put like gasoline on the road and light it. And then, it's, you know, you'll kill a bunch if they're all charging you like a swarm. Dude, they, who says they're using roads? Why do we assume the squirrels are on the road? I mean, they're gonna they, come they, in through they the side yards. They surrounded the Rick's garage, which was yeah. a front-facing to a road. It was, but I'm sure there are ones in the backyard too. I'm sure there are ones on the roof of the garage. I'm sure they were everywhere because squirrels don't have to use our man-made transportation methods. I'm not saying that they all came on the road, but that's a good way to focus your fire elsewhere if you just burn the ones on the road. Yes, thin it out. Yeah. All right, but I still feel like they're just jumping from tree to tree, from, like, my neighbor, from their neighbor, from their neighbor. Cut the trees down. All right. Burn the trees. But they I mean, burn, too. Yeah, but that's a lot of fire. I don't think I have enough gasoline to do that. That's a good point. I mean, if I, okay, if I could prepare for it, like, I had three days to get ready for the Great Squirrel Invasion, fine. I could probably pull it off, but if they just decided out of nowhere and I didn't see them coming, I'm toast. That's it. That's, that's, that's fair. All I'm saying. That's fair. I mean, if I had three days to prepare for a squirrel invasion, I'd probably move to Helm's Deep. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a little, lot of little tiny, uh, tiny passageways to get into Helm's Deep the squirrels would be familiar with. No, you just need to block up that one drain, and then you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> Once the elves get there, it's fine. That's true. The riders of Rohan will be useful too. Just mm. stampede those little guys. Especially once Gandalf gets back, you know. I mean, he's oh, a wizard. Especially, especially with the Gandalf. He'd probably be like, all right, we screwed mess with the squirrels. <laughs> New reality. <laughs> time like, to Gandalf, get out of here. What? Yeah, time to go. Uh, so super good. So let's see. Oh, yeah. And then I think my favorite part of the episode was how chill Summer was. She's like, <laughs> Uncle Rick, Grandpa Rick, is this a scenario three? Like, who are you? Oh, no, it's a scenario four. 
<laughs> She's dragging him up the stairs. Don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's I love that it just it happens consistently enough that one, she's bored with it mm. and she has the process down to a science and that she's getting complained about how much or she's complaining how much she gets paid for it. That's how much this happens. I love it so much. Mm. And then they wake up and then they just berate her for letting them they fall do. asleep while uh, international interdimensional cable was going on. They do. But in fairness, the last instruction on the list that she reads from says, leave the room. <laughs> that's true and she doesn't leave the room so it's our own fault that is true yeah it's all the woman's fault that's your opinion i mean it was unwarranted abuse but she could have avoided it by following the directions that's all i'm saying that, that is true yeah that is true you're all right i can see yes. this one to you hooray i like winning it's <laughs> <Okay>. nice <laughs> yep oh as long as we're having a depressing depressing podcast actually any other rick and morty thoughts you wanted to pull up here no i think that's about it Okay, fair enough. It was a good one. I mean, there is the scene where Mr. Poopy Butthole is uh, proposing to Morty, and Morty is thrilled by this experience. We're just going to move right along. Yeah. Uh, so I've also been watching BoJack Horseman on Netflix. Okay. Do you have... Is that available it in is, your country? It is available. Okay, good. And, oh my, depressing, depressing on every possible level. Have you watched any of these episodes? Nope. All right, so bottom line, Will Arnett voices Bojack Horseman. He is your ostensible protagonist, except he's a terrible human being. He was a TV star for a sitcom where he raises three human children, adopts them, and raises them as his own. The show's been over for like a decade now, and he just has enough money to basically do drugs and be drunk all the time and be a terrible human being. Is this Will so Arnett that's what it is. Horse? And this is Will Arnett voicing the horse. No, no, no. Okay. I couldn't tell me if you were, I couldn't tell if you were explaining <laughs> the character or the actor. <laughs> the character. Okay. <laughs> the character. I've never heard um, of Will Arnett. <laughs> yes. So anyway, it's very sad. But there is a character whose name is Todd. Todd is somebody who came to a house party at Bojack's a few years ago and just never left. He kind of sleeps on the couch and hangs out. Fair enough. And... <laughs> There's this running joke that kills me every single time, even though I know that it's coming, wherein Bojack says, hey, Todd, let's go to this party, or hey, Todd, let's go out to dinner. And then Todd goes, all right, wait, is this like the time you said we were going to go out for my birthday, and then instead you left me here and went to a strip club, and I texted you and said, hey, what's going on, and you said I'm having strippers for dinner, and I was very sad, and Bojack goes, no, and then Todd goes, well then, hooray! He's just always so excited that it's not going to be like this terrible thing that happened to him. Every single time Bojack tries to do something nice, it falls apart. But he is just, he is unflappable in his belief that this time it will be different, even if the odds are low. I just, I don't know. I like characters like that. It reminds me of Gene from Bob's Burgers. He's very similar to that. So that's Bojack Horseman. It's funny and very sad at the same time. Okay. So that's my new media recommendation for the week all right i mean it's not new it's like on season five i'm just really slow with me on the uptake yeah uh <laughs> 49 episodes so far so yeah season five uh yeah <clears throat> yes so if you have time check it out if i have time i'm still trying to catch yeah. up on game of thrones that's how's that going actually uh i just finished season three. Oh man did you just read wedding yeah yeah 
Holy shamoly. I know. Did you know that it was coming? I've seen up to here already. I think I've seen up to the end of season five. Oh, okay. Good. But I couldn't remember anything that happened other than, like, you know, Ned Stark dies, Rob Stark dies. (laughs) (laughs) Catelyn dies. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was basically, I remembered a bunch of deaths, like Joffrey's. Spoiler. Um, Yeah. But... Other than that, I, was, I couldn't remember much, so I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch it all again. Have you been keeping up with your end of the arrangement, though? Where I'm supposed to check with my coworker about how far along he is in Game of Thrones? Yes. Nope. Okay. I have not, but I will I will it, make a note. Is that just I'll like a guy that you happen to work with but aren't really yeah. friends with? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you really don't want to go and talk to him, do you? <laughs> so that makes it harder, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Like, I kind of feel like wandering over to his desk and being like, hey, man, I haven't talked in a month. Um, How's that Game of Thrones watching coming along? And be like, you jerk. Are you trying to spoil more things? That would be his first thought, I think. Right. But then you can just say, no, no, no. I want to make sure we don't talk about anything that you haven't seen yet. I'm just thinking oh. about your safety here. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. I'll do that. That's a good idea. All right. You're not going to do that, are you? Um... I am making no promises. <laughs> None whatsoever. Hold your oath fulfilled. Excellent. <laughs> uh, is it time for the NFL Minute, Wade? No, okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, I'll need to get a timer ready, don't I? Yeah, count me down. All right. Uh, stopwatch. And three, two... One, go. It is time for the NFL Minute with Falcon Paladin. This week in NFL history, the Patriots are looking really good. Remember when Tom Brady looked really bad in week one, weeks two, and three? After weeks two and three, we find him at the top of the quarterback ratings. Do not bury Tom Brady yet. The Cowboys offensive line looks really good. Their defensive line looks really, really good. Could America's team be back? I'm going to have to wait and see. And in everybody's mind this month are the NFL protests. President Trump got into it, which just means that, you know, half the country really hates the fact that he did. And half the country is, you know, kind of excited about the fact. But this is my take. I will never talk about this again. Peaceful protest is a principle that the United States was built upon. You can peacefully protest whatever you want. And other people are free to believe that this peaceful peaceful protest is for a poor reason or they're doing it wrong but as long as everybody is peaceful and respectful then i'm okay with it done there we go that is the nfl minute because by golly i'm sure two people on the podcast appreciate the nfl minute do you know who really appreciates the nfl minute um you i mean sort of but (laughs) (laughs) your your brother my brother Yes, I knew it. Does the only really? two people who listen to the podcast, me and my brother. Yeah, <laughs> we were on our way to see um, The Dark Tower. We were going to watch a movie last week. And yeah. he expressed much joy for the NFL minute. So. Wow. <laughs> Does he actually care about the NFL? No. <laughs> oh. He just enjoys the minute of hearing someone talk about another sport. Okay. Yeah, because he knows he can't talk to me about sports. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. I can understand his concern mm. and his frustration. Yeah. So good. 
If he ever wants additional NFL minute musings, he can hit me up on Twitter. I can tweet some stuff at him. He does not use Twitter. I didn't think he did. I I said that, and I was like, he's probably not on Twitter. It's the only reason he didn't participate in the uh, win a free copy of StarCraft is because yeah. you had to uh, supply a Twitter handle to receive the winning, and yeah. he didn't want to have to sign up for Twitter. <laughs> wow, that's lazy. It takes like three and a half minutes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wade's brother, everybody. <laughs> College graduate. College graduate. Well, I mean, too lazy to get a Twitter handle. We'd call it university here, but yeah, you know, same deal. Yeah, I get it. You could say university graduate. We'd understand. Uh, I suppose. You'd understand. Oh, I've been watching a lot of stuff recently. I also watched the original um, Kingsman movie. Is that what it is? Yeah, Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah, right? Yeah, Kingsman the Secret Service or something. Yeah, the Secret Service. The first one, not the new one. I haven't mm. seen the new one. But I watched the first one because one of my coworkers has been bugging me to watch it for like a year and a half. And I've been like, eh, whatever. But then I said, oh, a new one's coming out. I might as well watch the first one right? to see what all the, what all the hype is about. And holy shamoey, that movie is a ride. It's so good. I love it. It is good. So I kind of wasn't sure what I was getting into, but then the first time someone got kicked and did like a full somersault flip in the air before <laughs> landing, I said, ah, okay, that's what we're doing here. Yes. <laughs> and I was I was fine with it. It's definitely over the top, not taking itself too seriously kind of mm. stuff here. Um, the action scenes were fantastic. Like that is the shining star of this film. The I clear think. takeaway is the action, yeah. Yeah, like the first bar fight scene, mm. amazing with the umbrella. And the church. The up. church The church scene might be the best action scene of the last, like... Ever. <laughs> yeah. It's really good. It's amazingly good. Mm. And my favorite part was the filmmakers said, how, how can we make it so our guy murders a bunch of dudes and we don't feel too bad about it? And they're like, Westboro Baptist Church. Yep. That's it. Yep. Nobody likes those guys. Everyone hates them. If 87 of them get brutally murdered by this dude with a pen, it's okay. We can roll with it. Also, we needed we needed a group of people that would be packing their own guns, and that's a good, like, two birds, one stone kind of a thing there. Yeah, everything just kind of came together for that one. <laughs> match made in heaven. Uh-huh. So that was an inspired choice. I really enjoyed Samuel L. Jackson kind of playing a different character. Like, too often, he's just Sam Jackson, um, just being himself. But for him to kind of try to be like this super tech genius with a lisp who has kind of some grandiose ideas about humanity, like I kind of bought it. I was okay with it. Sam Jackson is one of those actors who's had, in my mind, like one or two really good roles, and his that's just carried him mm. in everything. I, you know, I didn't hate him in this, but I wouldn't call it a standout performance. No, like it's nothing I'm going to recommend to people. Hey, watch Sam Jackson in this movie, but it was good. What would you say his standout performances are in his career? Uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes, Pulp Fiction, because that's one. Does he have another one? Uh, I did like him in Jurassic Park. Okay. Wait a second. Oh, man, I totally forgot he was in there. It's been a long time. It's a okay, Go watch Jurassic it. Park. He's certainly better in that than he was in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> or snakes on a plane uh yes so are you gonna yes. go see the so, second kingsman movie soon this, um maybe 
maybe. I mean, so here's my thing. I did not give a care about that main character. No. I get they were trying to be like, he came up hard on the streets and he hasn't had anything handed to him. And there's all these jerks that come from privilege and we have to root for the underdog. But I was like, nah. I mean, he did have a lot I of don't stuff care. just given to him. He had his parkour skills, his driving ability, and his innate sense of justice. Those things just magically kind of came out of nowhere for me. Super justice. Yeah. Well, I mean, they did say he took gymnastics, right? Yeah. I mean, taking well, gymnastics. Explain... I took gymnastics when I was a kid. I cannot yeah. do the stuff he did at his age. But he didn't do anything crazy until the training, right? When, he, when they were at his house and he came out and they were waiting for him and he did all those jumps down the concrete yeah. platforms and stuff. I mean, that, that takes... wasn't anything insane. Okay, so you do it then. Yeah. I mean, I think I could, honestly. It wasn't bad. All right, you do that. I will give you $100. Okay, done. I'll go to that filming location in England, I assume. You just got to do something similar at a similar venue close to you. Uh, I'll even let you oh, use your trampoline. This sounds like a lot of work now. I mean, for $100? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's not enough. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can find a similar venue anywhere near where I live. It's kind of this weird, like, concrete jungle thing, which doesn't really exist in my neck of the woods. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, he didn't do anything crazy parkour style until after he had been doing Kingsman training for a while. No, I think he did. I think that was a little crazier than, oh, he did gymnastics, you know, and sure, he was getting golds in it or competing at a state level. But gymnastics and parkour are not the same things. They're very close, very similar. A lot of, you know, skill sets that mix, sure, but it's not yeah. the same. Balance and stuff. I mean, I took gymnastics when I was in primary school because it was mandatory. And that taught me some balance and stuff like that. But when I was in high school, you know, when, you know, I hit that age and the kids around the school found out what parkour was, we all took turns running up walls. And that yeah. was fun. But yeah. Gymnastics did not help me much. Well, maybe he's more naturally gifted than you are. He hmm. is. He is, and that's my point. It's he just is. Like he just okay. has this ability. Yes, he had some abilities that maybe were questionable. Questionable, but I didn't care about him. Like I didn't. I didn't care if he lived or died. Was the problem. And for me to really love a movie, I need to have a connection to the protagonist that makes me feel like I care. Right. Like, I didn't care about him. I didn't care about Merlin. I didn't care about the girl. I didn't care about Rock. I guess her name's Roxy. I didn't care about Colin Firth's character. Like, none of it. I don't know. There was just no emotional connection to anything. And I can't figure out if that's because it was like a, a British culture thing and I didn't relate to it. Or, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I quite liked Colin Firth's character. I enjoyed him being this teacher that's trying to bring up someone who comes from a disadvantaged family into the secret service where traditionally it's rich kids that get brought up like i you know i liked that yeah. little story and it made me like the character right and there was definitely like a, we're trying to break out of this mold of taking rich privileged kids and putting them in here yeah so yeah on like a macro level i totally understood that but just on a personal level i just sort of hmm, i don't know didn't do anything for me well that's fair enough that's why we're different yeah. people. Yeah. It is. I did kind of like the parachute scene where they jump out of the plane and they're like, one of you doesn't have a parachute. And everyone's like, ah! <laughs> they all just flip out. Yeah. They flip out. And then at the end, like 
what's his face Exy thinks it's him and he's all mad because he's like what you chose me because I'm different from the other guys what's wrong with you and then Merlin just flips his shoot and he's like dude chill <laughs> <laughs> you all had parachutes <laughs> that was good there were some funny moments for sure that could have ended really badly though Every, if they all flipped out and pulled their parachute except for Exy and then he realized he was the last one still falling he, he might have just believed okay well I guess I'm gonna die now wouldn't you just pull it just in case? I mean, I would. Out of desperation? I mean, I would, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. that doesn't mean he will. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance. Like, there's totally a chance he just gives up and just plants into the ground at 800 miles an hour. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the movie's just like, ha ha! You thought this kid was going to be a scrappy success story, but no, he's dead. <laughs> We're going to follow Roxy now. <laughs> that would have been an amazing twist in the middle of the movie. It's like, nope, Eggsy died, Roxanne. It's all her now. Oh, man. That, I, I think I would have liked the movie a lot more, honestly, if that <laughs> happened. The other thing that bothered me about the movie was, so the final test is shoot the dog, right? Yeah. And I was like, Game of Thrones, that's what they do with the Unsullied. They mm. give them a puppy, and then when they're ready to finish their training, they tell them to murder the puppy. Um. They're dog and i was like so basically you're treating your kingsman trainees like slaves is what this is no it, it, yeah same concept as the unsullied but they don't give the unsullied a puppy when yeah, they the, do. no they don't they give when the unsullied complete their training they're sent back out to the town to go and find a baby and murder it they don't give them a oh, kid right. at the start and be like raise the kid and then okay now put your spear through his throat no i swear wasn't there like a just watch this season yeah no it is i'm on the one on the day a boy is cut once they get castrated he's given a puppy to be taken care of at the end of the first year the boy is made to strangle the puppy and you're right the final final test is they need to murder a baby you're correct they're both see that i didn't know that is that from the book or does that actually happen in the show i swear i remember it from the show because i remember this this is technically from the books have you read the books? No. I'm on a Wikipedia that focuses on the books a little bit more. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm trying to work out where you heard this from. Yeah. No, I just picked it up where I originally heard it from. Mm. I mean, it could have been on a Reddit thread. And there are a combination of book readers and show watchers there. That is true. Um, So I can't figure out if that made it onto the show or not. But if you recently watched it. And they didn't say anything about the puppy thing. I mean, isn't it a story that Grey Worm tells later on? Like in season four or season five, he mentions, he's like, he's talking to Missante about it. I mean, it could be. I, I, I mean, I don't, I remember the later seasons worse than I remember the ones I've just watched, obviously. So yeah. It could be true. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go with, I. this is a book thing. That I've just picked up yeah, by in, just talking to other people. I'm on the Wikipedia page and I just did a search for puppy and it says in the books they are also given a puppy. Okay. So it is uh. in the books. Hey, we're both. We're both right. Oh, it's nice that we're both right. So anyway, back to the original point at hand. The Kingsmen are like, be a gentleman. Think more about yourself. Protect the innocent. Like, trust your teammates. And then it's murder this puppy. This innocent puppy. That has done nothing wrong. That's looking up at you with eyes that are like, are you going to kill me? It's, I don't get it. Like, why is that the final test to become a Kingsman? I mean, the gun had blanks. 
It did, but the person doesn't know that. It is effectively murdering a dog. No, you want a person who's no. You want a person who will, without question, murder a dog. That's who you want as part of your organization. Really, what you want is someone who can kill on command. What you yeah. What you get is someone who will do that, but not someone who actually murders puppies. It doesn't. No, it doesn't matter. It It is the same. It's the same thing. If you, you were, think, if okay, you, you think they fully believe they're murdering a dog right here and they're willing to do it. This is somebody who will murder a dog. That's what you get. You get somebody who is willing to murder a puppy. Yeah. Okay. Willing to and doing it are two different things, though. They did it. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't. They did not murder the puppy. The gun had blanks. They 100% did it. They pulled that trigger fully expecting the dog would die. Yeah, it expect- counts. Merlin would just kill innocent teenage people because he put one of them in a backpack and didn't tell them like that it had a shoot. You got someone who murders kids. It's not the same thing. How's it it's not? It's not. He. It's not. When, when they're falling, they fully expect to believe that they have to become someone that might endanger one of them seriously. Yeah. That, it's okay. Oh, we're, we, we're getting trained to be people who might throw someone out of a plane without a parachute. That is worse than maybe I have to shoot a dog. Guess what? what? Dogs can be attacked dogs. And if I had a gun and I was getting attacked <laughs> by a dog, I wouldn't hesitate. Yeah, and that's fine. That's entirely different. Defending yourself against an attack dog is different from being, this is a fully domesticated trained dog that has done no harm to you and is no threat in murdering it. Look, this is somebody walking up to Wade with a button that says, if you press this button, I'll pay you with $10,000, but somebody on the other side of the world dies and you push the button. Yeah. And maybe no one dies and maybe someone does, but you effectively murdered somebody by pushing that button. I mean, can you prove that the button killed them? Nope. But if you choose to press the button, then you are somebody who is willing to kill somebody else for money. Right. So what you're saying is this button I have on my keyboard could kill someone and someone might die and statistically someone will by the time i push that button i'm now a murderer no do you believe that pressing that button will kill somebody i mean i trust you if you tell me that yeah maybe yeah but i'm not telling you that i'm saying a situation where somebody tells you this and you believe them and you press the button you are a murderer at heart Right, but if you're doing it for the greater good, like, if the keyboard and the button is a bad analogy because you're doing it for personal gain, but if you'd put down a puppy for the chance to protect the kingdom... Nope. You couldn't do it? No. Well, that's not... It's how? No. How's that for the greater good? You're going to be part of an organization that ostensibly is going to protect the kingdom but also murders innocent animals. Not animals, animal. No, everybody that comes to this training murders a dog, as far as you know. No, only the ones that they hire. They only hire one person. Every year. Not every year, but every time this comes up. Yeah. That's a lot of dogs killed in the name of the greater good. Okay, but would you rather secret agents who can't stay on the side of blood? That might be a big issue to come up at the final step for a job interview. It's like, can you handle brains being on the floor? It wasn't about that. It was about unquestionable obedience murdering an innocent creature that you love. But what if that came up later? I mean, if, if it comes up now, that's much better, isn't it? Yeah, if the Kingsmen are like, you have to kill your mom for the good of the kingdom, then maybe you should have to think about it a little bit. 
Yeah, but if it's just... Maybe you shouldn't unquestionably just shoot your mom in the head, right? Right, I agree with that one. I okay, mean, so I... what's the difference? Well, the puppy didn't raise me. The... No, <laughs> but you love it. It's about love. Is it really just about the you owe your mom so you're not going to kill her? It's not about love? I mean, I'm a cat person. Sure. So what <laughs> if it was a cat? Would you feel any differently? Yeah, if it was a cat, I'd feel differently. Okay. So I was just trying to go with the innocent animal angle, and you're focused on dog. <laughs> well, because it's specifically a dog. I know, but that's not... It's the <laughs> principle. It's like, okay, let's light 50,000 squirrels on fire, but you wouldn't shoot a dog? <laughs> Where's the line? Well, domestication, right? So, all right, so they give Eggsy a kitten to raise, and it becomes a cat, and it's sitting there on the ground, and they say, shoot the cat in the head. That's your final test. You'd feel poorly about that. This is fantasy. Nobody's going to ask me to shoot a dog. I can very comfortably say, yes, I'd shoot the dog. And in the actual circumstance, I might do differently. I can't know that for sure, that I'd do exactly what I said I would. Right, you can't know. Right. And so in the idea that everyone in this organization has to shoot a puppy, and I want to do it because I want to help people, like I said, Eggsy has this sense of justice. If I was Eggsy, I'd just shoot the dog. But if it was a cat, you wouldn't. I, I mean, I'd think about it for a minute. But then you would choose to? I mean, you would guess you would choose to. You can't know for sure. Yeah, I would just, I'd assume I would. I just don't get it. I really don't. Like, you really want mindless drone agents who are willing to murder their own parents because you told them to with no other reasoning given. So we're going to do this little test and make sure they can pass that before we let them in the club. Parents and puppies are two it's different things. No. And, the and the gun has blanks. The dog doesn't die. It doesn't matter. It's it irrelevant does. that the gun has blanks. Eggsy believes the gun is loaded. The end. That's all that matters here. <laughs> No, it's a philosophy question. If the puppy lives, it does matter. Nope. Because he always knows he pulled that trigger with the intent of murdering that dog. It changes everything. Then when he gets to keep the dog and continue to love it, he's even happier that he can do his job effectively and have a mm. puppy. Nope, I don't think so. You're not Secret Service material then. <laughs> I am absolutely not a Kingsman. That is true. Neither am I. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> I don't like to run. Ah, uh, it's a lot of running, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it hurt my leg, you know. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, get a stitch in your side. All right, on that note, I think we're over time. Just a little. Just a tiny, tiny bit. Our heated discussion about murdering animals. That might get us some emails, actually. <laughs> <laughs> If you'd like us to shoot your puppy, contact Falcon. Don't contact me. Goodness, no. That is Wade's purview for sure. <laughs> but all right, let's wrap this thing up. Again, a quick plug for our Patreon page. The link in the show notes. If you feel like supporting the podcast monetarily, we would absolutely appreciate that. You can also find us both on Twitter, as mentioned previously, Falcon Paladin and uh, AT Somicron. And until next time, as always, thank you so much for listening and you take care of yourself. Once we thought that we'll stay young And these worthies never gold But 
when I opened up my eyes, I said, grow old with me. Will you age here by my side and stay beautiful for life? Oh, fade away in the darkness and leave me here. This world is a cold place without.